0: Well, folks, welcome to one more edition of Potics and Radimic. Berto Will is your host. Thank you so kindly for being a part of the show. We are going to have a great show for you today. Also, as soon as we get our, what is it, Zapper to start queuing the program. Zapper, for some reason, has stopped queuing. Why are you doing that to me, Zapper? Let's go ahead and get you all queued up. Let's see if it'll find our items Well, anyhow, folks, we're going to have a great show for you today. How are you doing today? Well, you know what? It happened. It happened. A lot of people feared that it just may not. A lot of people feared that just maybe, uh, like like we're so used to that over and over again, we were going to be seeing riots. Why? Because this guy would have gotten off. Well, he didn't get off. I am shocked. I am shocked. Before I even get started, I want to let you guys know that uh, It's Worth It is out in audiobook now, narrated by Norman Reynolds. And here is the screenshot at Audible. Actually, I think this is one at Amazon, but it can you can actually pick it up at Audible as well. So I think you guys are going to like uh, Norman's quasi-British accent as he narrates our book. But anyhow it, it 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 turned out pretty good. You you can actually test the narration at the book for It's Worth It Narrated Audiobook. Anyhow folks we're gonna have a great show for you today. What are we going to talk about? But before we talk about what we're going to talk about, let's go ahead and bring all of you in. Michael Rudnan says, DOJ opens broad investigation into Minneapolis Police Department. Yesterday's verdict in the state criminal trial does not address potentially systemic policing issues in Minneapolis. Attorney General Medic Garland said during brief remarks at the Justice Department, the civil investigation will examine whether Minneapolis police... Engaged in a pattern or practice of unconstitutional policing or unlawful policing. I think those questions are pretty much answered, but you know, people may want them answered again and again and again. Anyhow, um, folks, uh, next, you know what? I, I think I want to log out of this guy and log back in and see if we can get this stuff working because I, I want to make sure before I get too deep into the program that we get all the people queued up at these other networks that I have to get going. So give me two seconds. Let me see if I can somehow get that going. Let's go again and see if the zebra will work and see if it finds anything. Okay, it started to trigger. It started to trigger. Okay, good, brothers and sisters. Second one, Michael Rodden also says, Camden, New Jersey, disband the police force. Here's one U.S. city where the idea has been tried. Any police forces... With such a pattern of criminal behavior, should be disbanded. It's been, I think it's in California, right? Uh, where is this one? I don't know. I'll look. Oh, Camden, New Jersey is what? Okay, got it, got it. Read it in front. Last one. It is a revolutionary revolution. Ocasio-Cortez and Marquis reintroduced Green New Deal resolution. We are in a civil, civilization-altering moment in our history. At its time for America's pol, uh, political leaders to muster the courage and moral clarity to pass a Green New Deal, said the Sunrise Movement executive director. We can either put our people to work Shifting our civilization from fossil fuels to renewables Or we can watch the earth burn around us over the next two decades And to make it clear, this isn't a problem for some future generation Our civilization along with most of humanity will not survive much longer If we don't act That is true I think we have a lot of educating to do And programs like we do here Having people like you guys do a good job of doing that Bridge MCP, hey all, after yesterday, it is so clear how we need to go. The other three cops are next, but there are thousands more issues. Exactly. Julie Van Astel, hey Egberto, Bridge MCP, all, hi you guys, how are all you guys doing? Bruce Pollard, on time for a change. Hi, Passi and others. Bruce, you are here on time. Bruce, you are here. And you know what, I have a lot of cheer that shouldn't be here. There you go. Bruce Pollard, you're here. Bridge MCP says, Julie, we were thinking of you yesterday. How are you? You know, Julie, we, we knew that it was going to... I Remember I told you I thought it was going to turn out okay. I really had a good feeling. And as soon as we had that quick verdict, it was almost a sure thing. Uh, Julie Vanessa, two more police students of black citizens. WTF. Uh, you know, uh, the, the, the one in Ohio, I saw the original video. With the true shooting and everything. It just amazes me how quick people are to use guns. And I don't know... I know they said, oh, the girl had a knife. She's wielding a knife. First of all, I didn't see much of the knife. I don't know if the girl really wanted to use the knife. I don't know. This That one is going to be iffy because she had a knife on her. But man, are we quick to just shoot. We are quick to just shoot. Not... Shout at the girl and say stop, and you know, shock her into chill. I I don't know what I would do in the case, but I don't think I would pump all those bullets into a young woman. Uh, I think uh, the the good thing between a knife and a gun is you can run from a knife, you know. And so you kind of wonder. I don't know. That one was hard to see. The other one I didn't quite see. I, I heard about the other shooting. I didn't quite see the other shooting. Michael Rodnin Michael Rensselaer, mind putting this image on the screen? Let's see what the image is. U.S. police kill so far. Oh, I can put that on the screen for you, sir. Let's go ahead and let people see that. That's a good image there. Let's go ahead and put it on the screen. Michael rodnin want everybody to see this, and I, like I said, this is your show, and it goes: U.S. police kill far more civilians annually than any other wealthy country. 1,099 in, in the United States. Now, 36 in Canada. What's the population of Canada? Look it up and divide it by our population and then multiply that 36 by that so we can actually see what the real correlation is based on population. And we should do that with Germany, Australia, the Netherlands, etc. Because we want to we wanna be honest here. Yes, yeah, 1,099, but we have 330 million people. Canada has, what, 30-something million people? Multiply that by 10, it's still a lot more because it would be like 360 in Canada, right? So um, it is, yeah, we do, with our, with our police officers, kill a hell of a lot of people. Okay, let's see what else we have here. Um, Bruce Pollard says, pass the law on a federal level, but be sure it, it is right for everyone, not just a few like Clinton law that put people in jail. You you hit the nail the nail on the head, Bruce, because that's what happened. For too long we were just throwing people in the j- in jails and you know, eventually they get out, right? And then you have a lot of people with records and no know- who wants to hire somebody with a record? You know what is so funny? You have people that steal and do all kinds of things and never get caught. They don't have a problem getting hired. Somebody had a bad luck and they steal something one time and they get caught. They have a record. And their life has changed forever. When I talk about uh, how the the, criminal justice system has a bias and how that bias affects people, that's what I'm talking about. If you have a bias to lock up people of color, then uh, that affects people of color, not only for that instance when they're locked up, but for the rest of their lives. And as you do that more and more and more, it gets progressive. So that's an issue. Thank you, Bruce, for bringing that up. Present, very important. Breach MCP never ends. They can shoot in the air, they f- shoot the foot, whatever. Uh, I don't get it, Breach. I just don't. We are just so happy to use our guns, you know? It's just crazy. Uh, Breach MCP, UGS, so sorry, it didn't explode. Let's see where else we can go. I am drained yet pumped, says Breach MCP. All right, I'm, st- I'm going down to see if there's it. A- Eric Hayes, is that the AOC 12 year plan or doom? I don't know Eric, but folks, I need to give brother Eric Hayes an apology. Yesterday, I just threw him in with all the right-wingers, et cetera, you know, and um, he didn't come out and raise a lot of hell on, on the screen, but he didn't send a private message and say, Bird, you know, please, I'm not a right-winger. I know he's a conservative guy, but I'm not a right-winger. And I feel that, you sh- you know, for all the stuff that I preach, I better preach you know, hell, I have a book called It's Worth It, How to Talk to Your Right-Wing Relatives, Friends, and Neighbors. Uh, it also, In my book, it also meant how to talk to people that are not necessarily completely philosophically in line with you. So I really want to give a most sincere apology to brother Eric Hayes here because he's not a right-winger. He's a good conservative young man. So Eric, I hope you accept my apology for just throwing a stereotype on you. Something that I hate when people do to me as well. So... There you, there you Uh, You didn't ask for this But I felt it was necessary to do so Text 77 Did you see that courageous cop Save that young black woman's life yesterday? Amazing I know what you're trying to do there, text And I think, you know, what you did there, text 77 Is really a good thing And I want to say, text 77 looked at the same video And he said, that police officer saved another woman and, you know, text actually has something to, you know, there, 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 there is a certain reality to what text says there. And I think it's something we should look at. Did that police officer stop that other girl from getting stabbed? Possibly. But the narrative is this police officer blow the cap into, uh, four caps into a young woman and killed her. Would that young woman have otherwise killed the other girl? Would she have been able to do so with the knife? I don't know, but Tex, um, you know, you, you come here and you talk a whole lot of bad stuff and all of that. But that statement there, I, and I want all of you to look at what Tex just says. You know, Tex give us a hard time. But when he says, did you see that courageous cop save that young black woman's life yesterday? That's another way of, of, of saying what that video says, right? I want you to think about that narrative. Think about that. Think about that. Uh, think about that. Okay, let's see. Eric Hayes says dooms happen. I don't know. I don't know, Eric. I'm gonna look at that a little later. Julia Vanastel says it takes a, my heart and brain are drained. Love you anyway. <laughs> Egberto, uh, want to go by rates. Statistic prison. Uh, let's see. Michael Rudnin says, Oh, Michael, you're such a genius, brother. He, he went ahead and did it by rate, which is, a, is, is actually the best way to do it. And there are the rates that I just put out there that Michael Rudnan just found, So it's 33 for uh, United States, and the, the closest one is a third. So I was close with my numbers, a third. Canada, Australia, and it goes way down almost to nothing for Norway. So I think that is very good. Uh, let's see uh, Eric Hayes says Doesn't the US have A more violent environment Is that part of the graph too Yeah we have A more violent environment We are a very violent country Our beginning Was violent We were a ch- country Of muskets We were of a country That used a lot of guns To kill the people That are always here Of course we're A violent country We were a country That didn't mind Slicing the back Of some of our citizens Who were working For free labor Yeah we're a violent country we're a very violent country. So, yeah, Hayes, we are, brother. Uh, let's say we have more guns in the country. Bruce says, we have a British redneck background, culture, and too many guns. Exactly, senor. Virij uh, MCP, Eric is not a bad guy at all. No, he's not. No, he's not. And I didn't want to imply that either. And that's why I gave him a, a, my most sincere apologies. Paul Fleming, ATL, checking in. And look, he's here early. Text 77, the only problem is that not everyone has a gun. Rich MCP, I don't even think Eric is a right Wait, He's not. He's not. I know him. He's not. Uh, you're a good guy. Uh, I hope you mean that I'm a good guy, Eric. I hope so. Text 77, Egberto, why do you hate America? I love America. That's why I'm here, sir. I just want to make sure that America, all of us here in this program, want, including you, Tex, want to make sure that America can be the best it can, right? That's what we want. Uh, whoa, brother you make me so bipolar with hate and love for you <laughs> Oh text old text that's what honesty brings brother you know honesty brings that brother uh, air, air hustler bad undercurrent explain. Uh, let's see A text says Enjoy the show Q You want to say That Q is enjoying my show Is that what you're saying Thus who established America Were the derelicts That were kicked out of Europe <laughs> That's so funny That is so funny Okay Let's go ahead And play the first video It's A black guy Had a statement To say What would happen If we actually got Didn't get a conviction But the but message is deeper I want you to listen to this We'll take it on the other side Just before the verdict yesterday, uh, Ali Velshi interviewed a young man, and this young man said something that was pretty darn prescient, and I think we ought to really listen to what he has said in detail. It's important. I want to play it, and then let's go ahead and take it on the other side. There is no conviction here. Is that going to change how you're feeling right now? Oh, yeah, i will be angry, but, you know, it'd be like one of those... Here we go again, you know. And how, to, how do we comport ourselves going forward to uh, figure out how to, how to ask why this pain, right? But we know what's going to happen if it's, if it's that verdict. I mean, I think even if it's on the lesser charges of the three, there's going to be an issue. And there should be an issue. Uh, we can't, I can't, I'm not going to judge how, how people exhibit their pain. Uh, I know a lot of folks get upset with what happens when you know, when riots and protests go on, but not enough people out here defending the people so we don't have these incidences. I said earlier, I said, you know, I've seen a lot of National Guard down here protecting these buildings. If they protected the people, okay. you and I wouldn't be having this conversation. I see a lot of National Guards down here protecting the buildings. But guess what? Had they protected the people, what kind of society would we have had? And that is the whole issue. And those are the things that I talk about. And it, that's, Look, this, he was making a statement as far as the possibility of riots if uh, George Floyd, if, if, if Chauvin had been found uh, not guilty or, or came upon a lesser charge. But the whole issue he's saying, imagine, you can bolster all that money, all that cash to bring the National Guard out here, to increase police forces, etc., to protect the capital of a few people, the, 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 the building, the structures. But you won't invest that money in making sure that the things that happen because of poverty, the things that happen because people don't have, the things that happen because people's neighborhoods are not sufficiently secure. For many externalities, you won't do that. But for the man's capital, you're going to make sure and protect him. You're going to protect him against the fires. You're going to protect him against the rocks. Who protects the common people against what the plutocracy, what they have done to them? In other words, yeah, when they react, the police force is there for them. But what happens when they continuously, continuously take and take from you, legalize theft. What happens then? I know I expanded a whole lot on what he had to say, but it really touched me when I saw, imagine, to protect downtown, you could bolster all of this. What about us? And the same thing happens to wars. And, you know, we, we never ask a question when it's time to go to war, how it's going to be paid for. But when we have a pandemic and we say, let's go ahead and give some people some assistance, how's it going to be paid for? Or, you know, they're not going to want to come back to work, right? No, they'll come back to work if you're paying them a good wage. They'll come back. So that guy's one statement can have so many tentacles that we can explore. Absolutely. A lot of tentacles for us to explore. Let's see. Uh, Carl Cox, not all cops are bad Uh, However, the bad ones need to be punished, I agree But any cop who knows a bad cop And allows him to continue being bad Is himself a bad cop by inference Uh, And let's remember that a lot of these cops Know a lot of bad cops who plant things on people Who rough people up, who frame people You know, it's interesting because last night I watched, uh, I, I watched uh, uh, our girl, Rachel Maddow, and she had a piece on, and you know we always we, we know that the police officers lie through the roof. Those police reports are not worth the computer they're they're written on. They're not worth the paper they're written on because these guys just lie. That's all they do. They lie. They lie. They lie. They lie. Right. So um, we saw the video. Of what occurred But interestingly This is what was Reported It said Man dies after medical incident During interaction May 25th 2020 On Monday evening shortly after 8pm officers from the Minneapolis Police Department responded To the 3700 block of Chicago Avenue South on a report Of forgery in progress Forgery in progress the guy was in the car Officers were advised that the suspect was sitting on top of a blue car and appearing to be under the influence. Two officers arrived at the located uh, they the located suspect, a a uh, a male believed to be the, in his forties in his car. He was ordered to step from his car. After he got out, he physically resisted officers. Uh, officers were able to get the this the suspect into handcuffs and noted he appeared to be suffering medical distress officers called for an ambulance he was transported to H- Heningwer County Medical Center by ambulance where he died a short time later and no time were weapons of any type used by the anyone involved in the incident the Minnesota Bureau of Criminal appe- uh, uh, Apprehension has been called in to investigate this incident at the request of the Minneapolis Police Department That's how they reported what occurred. Interestingly, they noticed that they said he resisted, but they were able to get the handcuffs on. That's a lie. He never resisted getting handcuffs on. He got a panic attack going into the car, and they didn't have any mercy. They didn't have any compassion on him for being claustrophobic and reacting that way. That was a complete lie. Oh, and somehow no, no weapons were used. I, I, I think his knee was a weapon, and I think there's a large interaction. And then they said he, the way they talked to him, they made it seem like we ordered him out of the car. They approached the car, guns ablaze, put your effing hand on the steering wheel. That's how you approach the, 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 the people that you work for? It was no respect whatsoever. We just see you and assume you are the scum of the earth. We assume you're an animal and we treat you that way. Not realizing that what I talk about, uh, the animals were the cops who approached, the, approached uh, George Floyd. They were animals. They were corrupt animals who approached him. Corrupt, immoral animals that approach George Floyd and, and I hope they all rot in jail. I really hope they rot in jail because they can being in jail, they cannot inflict any more of their pain on you guys, on the good citizens of this country. They can't inflict any more pain. The evil that they represent. Uh let's see. Michael Rennes says cities put way too much of your discretionary budget into police. Yeah, we could put the money into things that have kids out there with things to do so that they don't want to go in and do crime. You know, my mother used to tell... What, what is it? My, um, uh, I don't remember how she was to say it, but she had a phrase that she used. All right, the desperation comes from poverty is a leading cause of crime. Absolutely. So, Egberto, the NG were stationed on the overpasses on all of the freeways as well. Imagine that. The National Guards all over the place. Wow. I haven't seen the National Guard walk with the people since the integration of schools. <laughs> Amazing, isn't it? Okay, Bo of the Fifth Column has a good follow-up about the police reports. We uh, we write the we write the reports. Okay, Eric Hayes says I don't think people have problems with helping others via money, etc. But how do you balance that with government waste? Direct payment were such a small portion of the bills. Shouldn't, uh, shouldn't it have been more or less money given to the government? Uh, that is something we'd have to discuss further in another subject, but we will discuss it. I, I, I get the point, but it is all on who you're getting your info from. Just to annoy some people, white on welfare, 42%. Blacks on welfare, 22%. White gets benefits, uh, 69%. Blacks get benefits, 14%. It, it, it is amazing. You see, it's all on, on narrative. Just like uh, tech seventeen seventy seven showed there, you know, we say, oh, police officers kill this young girl With four shots Somebody has looked at that same story and says Police officer saves the other girl's life The investigation will tell us Which one of those statements are more true right? Because if that girl was going to really get stabbed And those bullets stopped her from being stabbed The police did a good job If the police really just shot her out of a whim Then it's not Paul Fleming says, the police have been uh, above the law for decades. Finally, change has to come. We need two to public service systems. I'll call them public safety servants. That's what we mean by defunding the police. Thank you, Paul Fleming, for being so clear. Absolutely so. Idle hands are the devil's workshop. Absolutely so. Jessica Taylor, good afternoon, my friend. Daniel Ledo says, so are you saying George Floyd was a good citizen? I said George Floyd did not deserve to be executed. That's what I'm saying. And George Floyd is as good a citizen as just about any other average person out there. You know, it's amazing. And this is funny, right? Because I've been in several organizations, and I'll tell you a book about organizations that I was in. I just want to show you. Everybody always says, oh, things are not systemic, all that good stuff. I was in an organization. I'm still in that organization. I wrote my first book, as I see it, class warfare. The only resort to right wing doom. Okay, that book attacked nobody; it attacked the system. Another person wrote a book attacking Glenn Beck. Okay, we are a nonpart- we were we are a nonpartisan group. When it was decided which uh, which books were going to be allowed to give to people as 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 presents for uh, you know as gifts for joining our organization. I put up my book and say, hey, we can give my book, and he put up his book. So we could have, they could have chosen both books to give, right? So I give the people the option to see what books they want. Uh, they felt comfortable telling me, we're not going to use your book, but we, we don't think your book meets the criteria because we are uh, nonpartisan and we are all these other things. But the other book said, "Getting Glenn Beck. You know, it really was an attack on Glenn Beck. I attacked nobody. And I let it slide, and I asked later on, how comes it was so easy for you to look at me? The same. We have two books. One was decidedly sort of on the left side. One was decidedly on the right side. How comes it was so easy to tell me no? And I've told stories like that going biking with my brothers and sisters from here in Kingwood that the Perfect different in treatment that people feel it's more comfortable. So when when Ledo says uh, or am I saying that George Floyd was a good citizen and now he says George Floyd was a predator because George Floyd did have some mix ups in life, I know a lot of folks that have mix ups in life and they said, oh, he was on drugs or he was on this, but you know he's, he's improved his life or he's trying to get better get that benefit of the doubt. And it's that that allows people to kill and not feel anything when they see a knee on the neck of somebody. It is that preconceived notion that people have on the goodness of people. In other words, if this white guy does something and then he reforms himself, he's not held for all that he's done bad before. And we can name you person after person after person. Including actors who were Drug dealers, including actors who had killed, right now, very popular one, reformed his life, and he's okay. Some aren't afforded that atonement. Some aren't. And 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 we have to until we can honestly say that those things exist, we're getting nowhere. Uh, you know, I am sort of running out of time for my uh for the Part for Bruce Boyce. Uh, I'm going to play Bruce Boyce tomorrow. I'm going to talk to you guys today because um, Bruce Boyce a 20 minute video uh, interview that I did with the guy who was a whistleblower. So it's it's the the video and all of that is in the blog. And what I'll do is I'll we'll do it tomorrow because I have another video that I want to show. But I wanted to uh, you know Daniel Lado brought up some uh, a very important point when he says, "So are you saying George Floyd was a good citizen?" And I'm saying, yeah, George Floyd was a good citizen. George Floyd had some demons. A lot of people have some demons. George Floyd never killed anybody. Uh, Chauvin has killed before, claiming in the line of duty. And uh, Chauvin has beat up his wife. Chauvin has done a whole lot of things. I don't see anybody saying the same things that they're saying about George Floyd, about Chauvin. Okay, so what I'm saying again, we have to, a lot of times, we look at somebody who they are and then decide what type of a pardon, what type of a leeway are we going to give them. All POCs are asking for, all people of color are asking for, is treat us no better, no worse than we treat our white brothers and sisters. That's all. No better, no worse. No, no benefits over, no, no benefits less. Same opportunities, same everything. But that is what is generally denied. And if anybody wants to talk specifics, we can talk specific from our economic system to many other things. And I'm ready to have that discussion on any particular subject. I can show the reality of bias. Economically, criminally, socially, you name it. And by the way, except for criminally, I've lived them all. Tom C., right-wing radicals think America was great before progressives began to see our country as it really is. The truth about American exceptionalism, USA can be exceptionally good or exceptionally bad. Yeah, we've done good things, but we've done a lot of bad things too. And to not... And for us to close our eyes to the bad things we've done while everybody else's eyes, is, eyes are wide open, we're only fooling ourselves because people see. People see what, what we've done in, 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 uh, in, in Santo Dominican Republic. People see what we've done in Guatemala, Honduras, Panama. We've seen, we see all of that. We know that. And if the Daniel Ledos of the world don't know that, instead of really just going on the attack, learn that. Learn what we have done, and then we can have a discussion as far as should we have done these things? How do we atone for these things that we've done? When you have that honest conversation, then you can move forward. We're all imperfect, exactly, Hayes. Tom C., so true. Julie Van Dastel, Egberto Willis here in Minnesota. All three charges are from the same for the same crime. Therefore, the sentence would be somewhere between the lowest charge and the highest. Max would be 40 years, probably get around 12 years. Keeping him off the streets for 12 years is a blessing for Minnesota. Jessica Taylor, it was a foster home with older kids and adults intimidating the 15-year-old girl who called the police for help. That's what I heard. I heard the girl who got killed was the police. I mean, was, was, uh, is the one who called the police. And, uh, wow. I want to hear the rest of that story, but that would be so cold. Uh, Air hustler says, "If we all look back far enough, has some bones in the closet. Some people have bones that are in the front of the closet." Exactly right. Norman is here. Welcome, Norman. Hey, Norman. I don't know. I, I sent you a text. The audiobook is out. Here it is on the screen now. And notice what it says: "Audiobook on a Bridge." Egberto Willie's author. Norman Reynolds, narrator. So if you want to hear Norman's British Caribbean accent which sounds really demeanor go ahead and uh, and and get the book you know what I can put this link in there you can go ahead and get the audiobook right there you know but yeah Norman did it you know Norman you know sounds good there's a little audible there that you can also check out as well anyhow folks it's time for me to uh, to do my ass please folks if you're on YouTube right now Please go ahead and click that button that says part of our posse. Just like we did yesterday, we'll throw you up on the screen because we love you. We want to thank you for being a part, for making it possible for us to do what we do. If you do not see a join button because you're on, you, you're on uh, Facebook, Twitch, or somewhere else, you can always go ahead and click. Oh, wait a minute. I didn't show Norman his t- screen. Let me sh- make sure to show Norman his screen. There is the screen, Norman, uh, of your book. There you go. Anyhow, uh, you can go to politicsandright.com slash youtube politicsandright.com slash youtube and I tell you what, you can also get our mug. Get our mug. That's another way of supporting us as well. Join the posse. Get our mug as well, and that was designed by Bridge MCP, one of our leaders in the PDR posse. Go ahead and there you go is the link for the mug. There's a link for the mug. Julie Van Astel say, they both ended up dying young as a result. My brother at 44 from an overdose and my stepsister shot herself in the chest in the bathtub after doing an eight ball of cocaine. Sorry to hear that, Julie Van Astel. So sorry uh, that you've gone through two different things of this nature. Uh, blessings to you, my friend. Blessings to you. Um. But yes, folks, so go ahead and uh, consider getting that. Now, there are other ways to assist us, other ways to help us. You can become one of our patrons. How do you become one of our patrons? Go to politicsunright.com slash patron, politicsunright.com slash patron. Patron is spelled P-A-T-R-E-O-N, P-A-T-R-E-O-N. Or you can also uh, help us via PayPal, politicsunright.com slash PayPal, politicsunright.com slash PayPal. And uh, you can get our book As uh, it's worth it, how to talk to our right-wing relatives, friends and neighbors You can pick that one up at Amazon But if you want to get rid of the middle person Then go ahead and go to our store And that way all the profits from the book goes towards politics and right Keeping me alive, keeping me doing this stuff politicsonright.com slash store. You can get all our books, our t-shirts, our hoodies, all that good stuff. Anyway, uh, let me move on. Uh, you ask a very important question, uh, Hayes, Eric Hayes. Eric Hayes says, why do people want to come here? Because it's a good country. There's America, the government, uh, the, the ones who run the government, the plutocracy as well. And then there's America, the people. And I can tell you something about Americans, all Americans in general, very nice people. A lot of us are indoctrinated, all of us, but nice people. If you doubt it, get a hurricane and people start having trouble in the neighborhood. And suddenly, nobody remembers they're Democrat, Republican or anything. We are intrinsically good. We have to have external forces that put us at each other's throats. But when we, when we are devoid of those external forces, we do good things. We really do. Um, we have our prejudices, yes. But ironically as well, during times of these types of stress, a lot of times, the prejudices take a back seat and the humanity comes out. Now, the other thing that I want to tell you is because uh, why do people come here? Because we're a rich country. Uh, The people who get here, generally speaking, are the creme de la creme. Even those people that you see walking across the border that's going to come over, they are the creme de la creme. And let me tell you what I mean by that. For you, the people who came to America to colonize America, they were the people who were willing to risk it. They took the chance. They had the wherewithal to do it. The same with those people who are walking from Guatemala, Honduras, Nicaragua. They decided to take their lives their themselves. They, they put their lives at risk. They were the strong ones, you know, the ones that people say, you know, the fittest shall survive. And how do you survive? You survive by, you make things happen. You don't wait for things to happen to you. So those people in Central America, there's no way, They're going to make it out of the famine in Nicaragua, in El Salvador, in Guatemala. Climate change, rains, erosion, drought, that's caused by climate. And by the way, we played a much bigger role than any of these countries because we burnt and threw more stuff into the air than anybody else. So we have a bigger responsibility to take it back out. But anyhow, that's beside the point. So you get America gets the creme de la creme because if you got over here, you got over here you found a way to come to the place that's more prosperous, right? So if you're a farmer or you pick fruit or you're an engineer or whatever, you are the top of the line. And that's why, you know, if you take a look at who creates the most jobs, immigrants, why do immigrants on the average do very well? On average, they don't take. The, The fallacies that they take away, it's not the truth. The truth is, in getting the immigrants, you're getting the creme de la creme because you're getting all the people that are able to get out from the condition that they were in. A lot of people don't realize that. They think, oh, these are beggars that are coming here. They made it, they walked for three, four hundred miles. Ask how many people in who, look, a lot of people are landlocked in Appalachia, right? They could get out of Appalachia. They don't have a car. They live in a trailer home, all that kind of stuff. They could get out of Appalachia, walk to Washington, D.C., and get a better job and have a better life. Right here in America. They don't do it because they're landlocked. They're locked. They don't do it. But you have somebody in Guatemala who is willing to do it. Right? People don't get it. Immigration, going from another country to another country, it's not the most ideal thing, but for those who do it, remember you're getting somebody special. You're getting somebody who's willing to risk it. Uh, let's see, Eric Hayes, please keep the good up. Yes, sir. Bridge MCP, I would say most come here for freedoms and chance they are told we can have. The countries they are leaving might be in war, etc. Religious freedom, and the list goes on. That's, that's an answer as well, Bridge But again, like I said, those are the people who are able to get out. Those are the people who had the courage and the wherewithal to get out. It really, really makes a difference. A lot of people don't get it, but it really, really makes a difference. All right, let's go ahead and talk about the next video. Because this one was uh, what this guy had to say. And this one touched me. Because if we could get more people thinking like him we would make a lot of progress. Why would we make a lot of progress? Because we would first realize that we have to educate ourselves. Uh, Norman says, the definition of a good citizen is very problematic, in my opinion, based on the eyes of the person that is judging good and the time of the judgment. I mean, I can't argue with that, can I? Uh, Because who determines what's good? I determine what's good based on somebody not hurting somebody. And somebody actually making somebody else's lives better. I think I am good because I am trying to make a difference. I think all of you that are here are good because, especially the ones that return, we got so many returns, are good because, you know what? You want, you're listening to something that you think are going to make a difference, or you're contributing to something that makes a difference, or, both with your, with your thought process, with your words, with everything. Egberto from Julie Van Assel. Egberto, you'd get along well with Major Richard Ojeda, Airborne. Uh, isn't Richard Ojeda the guy who ran for Congress somewhere in, in West Virginia? that I think uh, Crystal Ball was helping out. I don't remember. I think so. Let me know if I, if I got that one right. I remember Richard Ojeda. I, I think that's who that was. Let me know if that's, if I got the right person. Bridge MCP, Eric. Well, they can't go back. All right, let's go ahead and play the video, and then we'll take it on the other side. Well, Derek Charvin got convicted on all three counts. Surprise. It's been very difficult to get these murderers that are cops convicted well this one i guess the evidence was so overwhelming that even his own turned against him but you know what that is over now it is time for us to start now that there's a lot of american now that understands what people of color go through with cops they saw that it was a lie that uh, the, the way they described what happened so people see it what was great Is this interview on MSNBC? I want you to listen to this, and then let's take it on the other side. Because if we could get more of the majority population to think like this white guy, we would be on the road to our social utopia. Check this out. If I can make one big point here, it's that it's not just black folks here. It's not just white folks. You have a range of people, all different ages. If I can bring in one more gentleman here. Uh, You were here when the verdict was read. Yes. What are you thinking now? Well, I'm relieved. I mean, I'm here really just to support black and brown people. Um, I have a lot of learning to do myself. And so for myself personally... um, This has been a wake-up call for um, the privilege I've had, and I haven't even realized it, and the difficulty um, for all black and brown people. So I'm thrilled that justice was served. You said you now realize your privilege, that this, the death of George Floyd helped you realize that. What are you going to do with that realization? Where, Where do you take that? I want to find out. I don't know. I actually Googled it today. What can a white person do to help out Black Lives Matter? What made you do that? What was in your heart that made you do that? Uh, just, just an open an awareness to see that, you know, institutionally and systematically, I've got benefits that other people don't have. Thank you very much. Thank you for coming over. I really appreciate your time. What you saw Shaquille did is he, he, pushed the, he pushed the guy. Why did you do that? Why did and, and, and the guy just had the right answers. I don't necessarily know why, but I just realized I got a wake-up call. It, 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 this gave a lot of people, if you have not come of humanity, you could not have seen that video and not gotten a wake-up call. And for those that you see attempt to justify what you saw out there, there's a lot to be said about those who just didn't see that the officer lack humanity. And in that, in them not seeing that, it has to be a reflection of who they are. Some atonement to themselves and their God that they need. But to this, this white guy here, if, uh, if he could be a template for many others, we could start seeing changes out here. Because uh, he has his heart in the right place, he has his humanity in the right place. He is the right kind of guy. Um, let's see, catch ya, Tom picking up dog from eye surgery. <laughs> uh, oh, well, I hope your dog's okay, Bridge. Mike Cesek says, The right, oh, at first, Jessica Taylor says, I love this guy's vulnerability in this interview, willingness to learn and evolve. You know what? It's so, you know. Things like saying, I don't know, I'm sorry, wow, I wish I had done that, next time I will. You know, some people look at those things, those qualities or the ability to do those things as weaknesses. I think more than anything else, they are strengths, right? In other words, anybody who is willing to grow is strong. Because what does growth mean? Growth means getting stronger. When your tree grows, it gets stronger. If I grow, I continue to get stronger. And how do I grow? I grow by learning. I grow by listening. I grow by absorbing. You know, the tree absorbs the water, the air, and all these other good things to make them stronger. So I, I, I told, you know, I used to tell my daughter this. I used to tell my daughter, I'm a sponge, and I suck up everything. I told my daughter one time when, you know, uh, I looked at her and I said, I learned a lot from you, and she was kind of in shock, right? Like, you learn from me? I'm the kid. And I'm like, yeah, I can learn from a two-year-old, you know? If you put yourself in the mindset that you can use experiences to learn, and I mean, you teach too now, don't get me wrong, but if you can put yourself in that modal. It's amazing how smart you get, how fast. Because you're using everything as a learning experience. Let's see. E2247, I pray for the quick healing of the jurors who had to watch a lynching frame by frame over and over again for weeks of a 9.5 minute video. You know what was so interesting about that? I'll tell you this. And I don't know what... Sometimes I wondered if the defense wanted a conviction. Because the (laughs) defense... The defense continuously showed uh, George Floyd begging, pleading on the ground and the guy's neck, and he's playing the videos. And he's saying, you see him resisting. The people can see that the guy is in pain, is in distress. And the, the, the defense attorney said, and you see what he's doing, he's resisting. And people are like, wait a minute, do you think we're stupid? The guy's in a handcuff. He's down on the floor and three police officers. And you're barely looking up with your just your knee on his neck and you're looking at us like no big deal. And he's resisting, right? He's screaming. And he's resisting. I I think that clean, I, I think that sealed the case for them. I really do. Mike Cisek says, uh, uh, the rank and file BLM are now going after the BLM leaders for defrauding all the money that came into the group. First of all, there's not one BLM. And this is what people, you know, uh, the way, and this, please educate yourself on these groups. There's no one, and there's no Antifa group. Okay? In other words, and there's a headline BLM, but there are a whole lot of ancillary, like BLM Houston has nothing to do with BLM out there. BLM has, Houston has two different BLM groups. They don't get funding, anything from that BLM national group or anything like that. And most of the BLM work is done locally. Most, if, if you take a look at what BLM represent, these the, the way these organizations were constructed. And by the way, I'm a I, I'm a part of BLM, right uh, here in Houston. I you know if if I have time, I'll go to a a little roundup, the way they call meetings. They Get, so, get on Twitter or something, call up a meeting, and you go and you meet somewhere, and you do what you're going to do. It's not arranged the way a lot of organizations on the right are arranged, which is a very hierarchical structure. You have a master, and then you have everybody running underneath. That's not how BLM is set up at all. BLM is set up more on the Occupy-type manner. Very decentralized. Different folks doing different things and they communicate randomly. That's how it works. Same with Antifa. There's no Antifa group or Antifa website or anything like that that's centralized. It's a concept. And a lot of people need to do that. If you look at BLM, you'll see they have a lot of spokespeople. Some of them don't even speak to each other. And I know that. So that stuff about, oh, uh, BLM has this one big organization that has fraud, it's not going to go anywhere, All right, let's see what else here. Um, uh, Let's see, PTSD, let's see, E227, I used to run a local cop block page, had to look at daily articles of police shooting and brutality in order to share news about it. After a couple of years, it took a toll on me and I couldn't do it anymore. I hear you, E2247, I know what you mean, know what you mean. Uh, let's see, Jessica Taylor, the defense purposely did a piss-poor job defending Chauvin just for him to have a good chance for appeal. That's a thought, you know, that's a thought. But you know what? Let us let him stay in jail while they do the appeal because he's going to lose the appeal as well. Mike sees like a better if you were a sponge, you wouldn't dismiss facts that came your way. I, of course, you have to dismiss facts that are not factual. I don't dismiss facts. I dismiss junk. What do you know you could start with? Try not assuming every single white person is racist. Most of my listeners are white. Where would you believe, or what would give you the belief that I believe most white people are racist? You hear me say all the time here, most people are good. I don't know where you got that from. And again, that is trying to look through the eyes of that externality that you get in from the wrong sources. I'm one, I mean, if you were to, if you were to, I live in a white neighborhood. And if you were to ask any one of my neighbors, the organizations that I'm in here, they'll look and they'll say, I know who I am. The last thing I have is a racial bone in me because I get I can go into an all-black environment, all-Latino environment, all-Asian environment, all-white environment, and I'm as comfortable in every single one. No, I don't have a race problem. At all. Zilch. Zero. Because I understand deep inside of my core that race is a social construct. It makes no sense. So if I had a race problem, I would be completely discounting the things that I believe in. Which again, race is a social construct. You can't have a race problem if you believe race is a social construct. I am the one who tell you guys that Mike Sisek... If I drop dead and you need a heart, you may be able to use my heart and you can't use your own brother's heart. Okay? So no. Please, please, get off of that soapbox. It's not true. Dev Denny, I believe I heard someone say on a broadcast this morning that the jurors asked for protection. Wow. Jessica Taylor says, hoping that when the appeal come, uh, uh, the world would again sympathize with police and Chauvin go free. I don't think so. I don't think Chauvin goes free again. Eric Hayes, it's not a nonprofit. What does it do? Actually, it, 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 it keeps, I mean, for those of you who, uh, media and attention in this world takes a lot. And you need to have, you, if you want to promote a message, if you want to lobby, if you want to do all these things, you have a lot of, it takes a lot. I'm telling you, I'm, I'm doing this small radio program and this takes a lot. I've used most of my damn retirement already. So it takes a lot. It really does, and um, if you if you want to do this, the good thing about it is you know if you have hope that folks eventually that's why you say <laughs> I write books and all that kind of stuff. this is you know people just look at it and say, "Oh, you're behind a camera and a screen, I think that's what it takes. It's a lot more than that." Uh, Isn't a national organization that supports a local group? No, they don't give a penny to the local groups No penny And the local groups wouldn't want the penny Because they are very much abstracted They want to do things on their own And they do Egberto, that was my comment to EE47 Though not, I'm pretty sure he heard it Uh, Okay all right. let's see Egberto owns a pool Okay What does that mean again? I also own a, a, a phone. I also own a, my home. All those kinds of things, right? And the computer system that is able to get me to do these things, right? Uh, let's see. What else is there? Blocking persons is limp. Challenging persons to express strength and good health is best for us. <laughs> okay. Uh, uh, thank you very much. E two two four seven, and thank you for instructing tech seven seventy seven. I, uh, what can I say, Eric Hayes? You have a car too. Yes, Eric. I also have a car. Well, Eric, you you know my car. I used to, Uh, you saw me go to the gym every day in my car at four in the morning. When you were there at four in the morning, four thirty in the mornings. Yeah, you know. So yeah. Um. Anyhow, we are at the end of the program. I want to remind you guys to please support us. Please go ahead and go to. Uh, if you are on YouTube, please go ahead and click that join button. Become a member. I need you. I need your memberships. I'll just tell you straight up. I need your memberships. If you can go and do do a little part to help us out, go click that join button. It'll help us keep doing what we do. Uh, you can also support us uh, if you don't have a join button. You can support us by going to our. Uh, clicking in slash YouTube, politicsunright.com slash YouTube. You can also support us via Patreon, politicsunright.com slash Patreon, politicsunright.com slash Patreon. You can also support us by politicsunright.com slash PayPal, politicsunright.com slash PayPal. And if you want to get our cup, this is where you get our cup. And ultimately, please don't forget to get our book. It's worth it. How to talk to your right-wing relatives, friends, and neighbors, and that's it at Amazon. And if you click on that link, you'll also get to the audiobook that was greatly narrated by one of our own as well. You know, you guys, you guys help out everything with politics done right. We have Bridge MCP who designed the cup. We have Norman Reynolds who uh, narrated the book. We have uh, Bruce Pollard, who is a perennial supporter of not only Politics Done Right on Internet, but Politics Done Right uh, on KPFT 90.1 FM Houston, our on-air program. We have, of course, uh, uh, I, and, and all of you are, so. but I, I just people have just hit my head. We have Michael Rodnan, who is always there doing research, gets her T-shirts, gets her cuffs, gets just about everything. I mean, look, I couldn't do this without you guys. That's just period. Couldn't do it without you guys. Love you guys Couldn't do it without you guys But we are coming at the end of the show Oh, let me put I need to put the link in there for the book, right? Oh, I did already I did already Anyhow, folks My name is Egberto Willis This is Politics Done Right And you know how I end this, baby I am what? Out!